They want to get some uh, pad and a pen, maybe take some notes. Uh, we're going to have a little exercise for you to do afterwards. So, okay. So I want to welcome you. Uh, this is TG. and I want to welcome you to the second episode of The Weight Loss Coach, where we are educating people to work from the inside out and uh, not so much of the mechanics of the weight loss, uh, which is basically the exercise, uh, the eating and lose weight, which is what everyone's doing. And uh, definitely need the mechanics, but true change we have found from three decades of coaching people comes from working from the inside out. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, defining success. And I'm going to start off with framing this up of what the weight loss industry has amazingly done well uh, indoctrinating everyone, in particular females, uh, to define success based on what this guy says, okay? We all know what this is. This is our buddy, the scale, uh, which you love it and you hate it. And uh, actually, uh, as I was talking, talking to a coaching client the other morning, it actually sets the mood for your day. And uh, you get on there and say, let me see if this is going to make me in a good mood or bad mood based on what it says. So the indoctrination from the weight loss industry, defining success is based on that number on the scale. But um, we're going to dive in a little deeper today, and we have data to prove that that is not true. Uh, for instance, um, let, let me go over when someone, maybe yourself, you lose 20 pounds. Uh, that is a short-term definition of success, and you do feel amazing. Um, we have found that that amazingness wears off in about three days, maybe four or five at the most. And then typically the, the question comes up, what's next? And I feel like something's missing. Uh, we've heard stories of feeling alone and they think the answer is to, oh, let me lose some more weight. That's going to make me happy. And they lose 10 more pounds. And then again, about three days of feeling successful. And what that is, is truly stating what we have found is humans by nature, do not resonate success with a number. And um, I'm going to give you an example. As children, we always say, I want to be a millionaire. Man, if I just had a million bucks, and, uh, man, one day, you know, when I've got all this money. And if you will look up, uh, it's pretty amazing. The suicide rate uh, for people that win the lottery mm -hmm. is off the chart. And you're probably wondering, what the heck? You know, they just got all this money. It's indoctrination of a number they thought would make them happy, and it's temporary. Now, granted, it's probably past three days. It's different. The stats show different, but they become very disturbed because that number was supposed to solve all the problems, mm -hmm. and it just didn't. And they're like, what now? And you're thinking, well, they're bored or whatever. No, it's not about being bored. They just literally psychologically don't know what now. They were looking for that happiness. They got that number. Kind of like you get that number on the scale, right? You get it. You think that's all you need. If you got into that number, that dress size, that would be the problem solver. And you probably have found that does not work. So um, Amanda, who uh, can relate to this as someone 100%. who struggled with her weight and still does, but what's your take on this? Um, I mean, it's still something that I continue to struggle with, especially going shopping um, and putting on a size that I thought, um, one, I would never hit, and two, um, that I would just be so excited if I could wear that size jeans. Um, it means absolutely nothing. Uh, and trying to put your happiness and uh, success and, uh, you know, if I could just get this size or if I could just lose this much weight, that that would be, you know, I would just be happy. And actually, if you're not doing the, the mental work, the work on the inside, um, you don't actually even care when you put that size 
genes on or whenever you see that number on the scale, it means nothing. Right. And then we have found through doing this for a long time that once that satisfaction or that success wears off, what happens? Weight comes back. You start eating. Yeah. You, because nothing changed from the inside. Mm -hmm. you, you went through the mechanics, again, of eat this, uh, you know, work out, lose the weight, I'll be happy then, only to find you're kind of like an empty shell. And then when the success wears off or the newness and all that honeymoon phase is over with of that newfound weight loss, you tend to kind of go back to your old ways because nothing changed in, inside. And um, you relate to that? Oh, for sure. So a lot of programs, it is, you know, lose X amount of pounds in eight weeks, six weeks. Um, and you're just so focused on losing that 20 pounds and that 20 pounds is going to be, you know, the grand prize. And at the end of the day, it's not a grand prize. It's nothing that's going to make you feel uh, successful. You might feel successful when, when you're in a big group and everybody's cheering and then you go and you eat all the things that you weren't supposed to eat during that program and it all just falls apart on you. And then what are you supposed to do the next day? Wake up and what? Like what's the next the next step with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not only are you indoctrinated to think that thing I showed you, the scale – once it gets to a number that that's success, the road to get there typically is not sustainable, okay? It's used, uh, you know, you're taught to use willpower and confidence to bull through it to get to that number. So in itself, you've got two things working against you. Number one, that number you thought would satisfy you didn't. And number two, then when the success wears off and the, the high you come back down, then you're working with an unsustainable approach that does not help you do anything but revert back to your old ways, habits, whatever mm -hmm. we want to use. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people always ask me, well, if that's not the, the true meaning success, what is? I, I'll tell you, uh, overall, people generally, once we actually dive in, you know, you can talk to somebody first of all and they'll say, I want to lose this much weight, and that's the answer. True indoctrination. It's been put in their head like a religion, and they think that is it. They, they don't know any different. Once we dive in, people truly want to feel good in their bodies, mm -hmm. the way it moves, the way their clothes fit. I didn't say a dress size, but overall, they, they just want to feel better about life. And, yes, that does come with some weight loss, but mm -hmm. it's not the top of the pinnacle of what they're focusing on. And um, we go a little deeper, and I will, I will educate my clients, and we, we both do this, find a meaningful incentive. Okay, that's something that you will never forget. That's something that has feelings and emotions attached to it, which we are humans, right? We're behavioral creatures. So if we're emotional and we're behavioral, why wouldn't it make sense to find something that was meaningful for you to do that you can't do in your present body? So, for instance, you know, back to this. This guy doesn't have an emotion, has no kind of a, a feeling to it, and you're only attached to what it's saying as a loser or winner mentality. When you come up with a meaningful incentive, it's something that actually, you have a little bit of fun actually going toward it. For sure. And I'll give you an example. I had a client and we actually asked our clients to find a meaningful incentive. She had a lake house that had been in her family for generations, okay? In the back of it, over the generations, there was a trail that only you could get up by walking up this hill. To get up the top, they had an owl sanctuary, like the bird, the mm -hmm. owl. Cool stuff. You walk up there. These owls had been there for generations. They fed them. It was an amazing thing. She got so uh, deconditioned, overweight, 
that she could not walk that hill. And that's the only way up there. So she had her granddaughter doing it, and she missed it dearly as a child herself. So her meaningful incentive became, I want to walk up that hill and feed my owls. Mm -hmm. Okay? Did that require weight loss? Absolutely. Did we have a number on it? No, we didn't. Because as she lost weight and she started getting smaller and getting in shape, as they call it, she was able to slowly go up part of it. And then the next time, three months, uh, three weeks later, tried it again. So eventually she went up and she fed the owls. Now, here's my question. Sure. If you are walking up a hill and you've been working on a meaningful incentive, the day that you achieve that, would you say you'll remember that the rest of your life? Oh, for sure. That would mean much more than a day that you see a number on a scale. Yeah. You can see that number on a calculator. I mean, can you right now tell me the day, the year, and the time that you lost your first 20 pounds exactly? No. Right. Because it had no meaning to it. She's done that multiple times. A lot. Yeah. So Amanda, <laughs> and you probably can relate to this, she's lost 20, 30, 10, whatever it is, multiple times. None of them have a very meaningful incentive, except you may say, well, I did lose 20 pounds before I went on that amazing vacation. But sure. see, you're remembering the vacation. You well, not remember even even when a doctor tells you, you know, we want to get you off of this medication or that medication, you need to lose about 20 pounds to do that. I promise you, you're not going after the the weight loss the same way you would going after getting off of that medication, mm. getting off of that medication and being able to not have to purchase that prescription and not have to worry about taking it every morning. That's going to stand out even if there is a number that's attached to getting off that med medication. It's still something that you're going to have more of a connection to. Yeah. So. And, and we want to be clear here. Both of us want to make sure you understand. Yes, weight loss ne is necessary. Okay, we understand the end game. It's when the number becomes the focal point and nothing else down here and in here is changing. Mm -hmm. So you're going back to the mechanics of what the weight loss industry is doing. Mm -hmm. Here we have the newest program. we got the best workouts. I, I just did a little segment this morning about workouts. I'm sorry to tell you, they're just the vehicle that help you lose the weight. You know, if you don't have your portions and blood sugar stabilized, that's really not going to happen permanently. Sure. But I will tell you, that lady that uh, got to the top of that hill, as she gets older one day and day, she'll come back to, you know, somebody say, I remember on this day and time, I was able to walk up this hill and feed my owls. Mm -hmm. If you ask her how many pounds she lost, she may go, uh, I think by then I'd lost 10, 15, I don't, I'm not sure. The number neurologically does not resonate with us as humans as success in all aspects. So, Amanda, how have you found that you have learned through turning this around into what you call meaningful incentive art? What is it you've looked at to keep you moving forward? Um, honestly, just uh, my knees. <laughs> That's one of the things that I can tell if, uh, if I'm not following – the, the plan that I've put in place for myself, that my knees start aching a little bit more, my body starts hurting a little bit more. Uh, of course, just with age, that kind of happens too. Um, but honestly, uh, being able to run around and play soccer with my oldest daughter, mm -hmm. still being able to dance around the house with my youngest, uh, those are the things that, uh, and my oldest is 15, and I told her that I'm going to continue working out the way that I do so that I can carry her into her last day of her senior year yeah. the way that I uh, carried her into her first day of pre-K. So a lot of things involving my kids uh, and just being able to, I mean, run a 5K with them because I absolutely love running, um, which is something that I thought I would never uh, – want to do but having having those meaningful incentives and those those ways to continue to connect with my family uh is definitely the way that i've kept uh 
reinventing my view of success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you were at your heaviest, I think you said 220. Uh -huh. What were things you weren't able to do that you wanted to do? What, what is something, if I was to ask you, which we do with our clients, like what is something that you want to do and you know you should be able to do at your age, but you weren't able to do? Um, go for a walk. Um, I remember taking both my girls and one of our dogs on a walk, and we got to the end of the block, and I was done. Uh, my knees hurt. My feet hurt. I was so out of breath that we had to turn around and come right back. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, several doctors that I've worked with always uh, talking about knees, that they, they will bring up that, hey, she's got some knee problems. And my next question is, is there a medical, you know, uh, journal showing where she had knees? No, she had not need any surgery. Typically, typically, we can work with that individual. And just as you said, mm -hmm. as they start, you know, losing weight and, and getting more mobile, uh, they find their knees aren't hurting as bad. Sure. And, and what I'm going to say is when you have this weight you're carrying up in here, bearing down on these knee joints, those weren't designed to sustain your weight. And the thighs, if they're out of shape, on top of that, they can't carry the load. So what do you got left? You got nothing but the knees. Mm -hmm. And eventually those, those guys go. Yes, they yeah, do. Definitely. So. Real quick. But what I want you to do is with this, and this will take some work on your part, I want you to start truly searching for what your definition of success is. And, and you know, it's going to be hard. Listen, I understand uh, when we work with our clients, it takes weeks to get them past uh, the number and, and what the scale says and diving in from the inside, what does success truly look like? And you need to ask yourself, and that comes in all kind of different forms. And mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell you this, it changes. As she said, she's reinventing herself. As she becomes more conditioned, loses a few more pounds, those things change. Uh, you, you talked about running. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my clients who I would have never in my wildest dreams ever thought would want to go and do a 5K. Right. Now, she was you know, understanding she wasn't going to be able to run it all the time. She just wanted to finish it. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, I said, how long has this been something you want to do? She goes, I have indie people that can finish that. That's all she wanted to do. And she was at a point... Uh, in her journey that she was ready to do that. And we worked on that and uh, we did some conditioning and she continued to progress and she did the, what's called the turkey trot. Yep. She did the turkey trot last November mm -hmm. and completed it. If you don't think 10 years down the road, she's not going to remember that meaningful incentive. The day she did that, she probably won't be able to tell you how many pounds she lost to get to that place. But that's a true definition of success. A woman who never would have ever thought about getting in a position to do a 5k completes one so that is a true definition of success and uh, what i want you to do is a little exercise uh, that we do uh, with our clients and this is something um, i probably would tell you to do afterwards but set your clock uh, on your phone for five minutes and then once you take a blank piece of paper and i want you to write the entire five minutes now this is kind of messy with people who don't uh, understand, you know, what, what I'm doing here, but just go with me on this. Start writing your, your true definition of what you think success is. As you're writing, you're going to want to pause. Don't stop writing. So if you go blank, just write blah, 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 this, this, this. Then all of a sudden, the subconscious will pull something else up. This is the true way to unlock the subconscious. 
to allow maybe something you had forgotten about that you wish you could have done right. uh, like my client did with, with the 5K. Well, and, I mean, a lot of us think back to where we were 10 years ago or 20 years ago with being a little bit more in shape or being an, an athlete. Yeah. It's one oh. of those that if, even if you start with a number on that, that piece of paper of what success is, start thinking about what the things, what you were doing whenever you weighed that. So start, start thinking about the running. Start thinking about the way you're able to get on the ground and play with your kids. Start thinking about the things that uh, that are attached to that, and it'll start to kind of unravel from there. Right. And, and notice we're talking about things you can't do because you're overweight, not how you looked 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, I'm 57. I've got people that, like, want to look like they did mm-hmm. in high school. And I don't have a problem with you wanting to look better, but that doesn't serve you. Now, having a meaningful incentive of something you want to do maybe mm-hmm. you couldn't back in the day because you are overweight, that's a different story. But notice it has nothing to do with how many pounds do I need to lose to be able to do this 5K. Well, and I can tell you from personal experience, I've weighed less than I weigh now and have felt way worse yep. than I feel right now. Um, so just because you hit a, a number on the scale doesn't necessarily mean you feel better or you can do anything differently than you did prior. So I think also just rethinking what, again, what that weight actually has attached to you. Um, and you can start slowly disconnecting. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a struggle sure. that there's days that you step on the scale or days that you put a pair of jeans on that it's kind of a uh, – you kind of have to take back control of those thoughts and – uh, refocus on success just for that day. Yeah, so. and, and I love what she said. That this is something you have to want to work on from the inside out that takes time. Again, back to the opening statement. The indoctrination has been successful. Uh, the, the weight loss industry marketing has done amazing at, at the whole nation of having them believe that the workout and the exercise and the weight loss is the answer. And that's why so many people – will do a program when the success uh, ends, Mm -hmm. they go look for the next one because they feel like, well, that one wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know is we get clients that have done 13, 14 things and we make them realize just through conscious thought, wow, that never was what worked, yet I kept chasing that. Mm -hmm. And, And after a while, once you chase that enough, you start realizing that's not what I need. I need to start figuring out what's going on down here. And sometimes... Again, you're only working with this 4% consciousness. It's all back here. This guy's calling the shots. And the job is to get that stuff to come out so you can start recognizing it and move it out of your way so you can go forward uh, one step at a time. So, hey, gang, uh, like to add on a side note, we would love you, uh, if you like this podcast, we'd love you to go to our Instagram, and that's Travis Cars Official. Yep. And then go to our TikTok, which is Travis Weight Loss Coach, or let me. I'll just post it in the comments. Yeah, we'll post it in the comments. We'd love you to go on there and follow us uh, to help us to push this stuff out. Uh, You'll see a lot more of these kind of uh, talks on there and videos, which is going to help you to start your own re-indoctrination of what really matters the most, and that's working from the inside out. So love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week, and have an amazing day.